to have a cold open this week. Well, Game of Thrones isn't going to have a cold ending. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of That nice One Movie one. Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. But mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Jimmy Uthie, joined by my co-host, Holden Sutter. Holden Sutter. And we've got a great <laughs> show for you today, featuring our reviews for Avengers Endgame and Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 3. Let's do it. Let's do it. Woohoo! <laughs> that one movie podcast. Stomp. <laughs> The Toms, the Toms, the Toms. Holden, you know what? I finally think you're ready to, for some Toms. Really? Finally? <laughs> it took you this long to finally figure that hey, out? Do you know how many episodes we've done? Two? No. <laughs> Close. Uh, Holden, Avengers Endgame crushed the opening weekend box office record. Uh, it took in a record $350 million domestically in its opening weekend. To compare, the next closest was Infinity War at $257 million, so almost $100 million more. Uh, the Force Awakens had $248 million, and The Last Jedi had $220 million. They're the Get next. wrecked, Star Wars. Would That's you just why quit <laughs> messing around with your candy bar? Okay, for a little preview... This is a candy bar Holden has. He got it for Easter, right? Yeah, it's, it's an M&M an M&M candy bar. M&M, like crisp rice. I just like swinging it candy about. Bar. You know? And yeah, it's very distracting. All right, I'll put it down. All right. Um, well, so, but as I was saying, <laughs> Star Wars, that means you're not as good. <laughs> that's exactly what it means. Uh, it also got a record $859 million overseas, totaling a box office uh, box office record for an opening weekend of over 1.2 billion dollars. I saw that. that Almost was twice as many as much as the next closest, Infinity War, which had 640 million dollars its opening that weekend. That is crazy. And that's like, but the but the movie theaters are down this year. <laughs> yeah, you know the the movie yeah. theater industry it's going down. That's an inside joke from our last podcast. So go back and listen to it, it's Natalie. Really the lore. Um. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, of course it's really impressive. Wow, great insight. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's especially when you think about, like, I mean, Infinity War obviously made a lot of money, um, but, like, this movie is three hours long, so each, like, screen can only sh- it can show, like, less. Yeah, fewer like, less showings. Fewer showings there in one day. Yeah. Well, I also sh- it also shows that, like, <laughs> you either, like, you either have watched all of these and you're seeing this and this is an event or you have not. And like, there's a sharp divide yeah. <laughs> in culture where people are like, what? Are, like, why are people talking so much about this Avengers movie? And it's like, oh man, you just don't get it. You gotta you're not it. on the train. Nah. You got, you gotta go back, man. <laughs> gotta watch all 22. One of my, one of my classmates and my, uh, one of my classes has only seen a few of them. So he's going back and he's watching every single one. It's probably for the best. Before they, seeing Endgame. They reference every single one of them, so. There you go. I'm going to give this a Brokaw. Yeah, Brokaw. It's, a, it's, a, it's an all right movie. Yeah, it's, it could have done better. <laughs> we'll get into that in our review, huh? <laughs> um, 
Next, the Game of Thrones director for this episode that just aired. Uh, people have been calling what it. What episode was that? People have been calling it the Battle of Winterfell. They haven't released the title yet. Wasn't uh, that what it was called? I thought uh, when I watched on HBO, that's what it was called. Like oh. actually, they might have released the name for it. I don't know. They haven't. Let me check a, while you. You talk. can check, but I'm gonna bet that it's actually called The Long Night. If I had to put money on it, because see, the first episode's called Winterfell. So saying Battle of Winterfell is a little redundant. Oh, never mind. They don't have the... Uh... And during the production, since they, it took like 11 weeks or something of night shoots straight, um, they nicknamed it The Long Night, just the production of it as a joke. So they're pretty, you know, they're pretty meta with it. So yeah. I think it's I think it's going to be called The Long Night. If I had to put money down, that's what I would do. We already got a battle of the bastards. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that director said... In an interview, uh, what I really like about three, four, and five, in meaning the episodes of the final season, okay. is they're a complete piece with a beginning, middle, and end. I try to approach all these episodes like they're one. Like in season six, episode nine and ten, the Battle of Bastards and the Winds of Winter were to me one thing. And this was the same director who did that. So Holden, in, with that in mind, do you like the fact that we're kind of getting the core of this final season in 3, 4, and 5? Is he saying that episode 6 doesn't have an ending? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of like the denouement, if you will. Like I don't know what that ep- means. It means like Stop the Stop speaking Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is a good thing. So I'm going to give it a broke god. There you go. Yeah, that's sure. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones. Holden. You may have seen Tom Holland in a movie called Avengers Endgame. And no, you may have seen He's not in that movie, Jimmy. He died in Infinity War. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> in the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you may have seen Daisy Ridley in some Star Wars movies. No. You have, may have seen Mads Mikkelsen in a Star Wars movie. No. <laughs> it doesn't ring um, Well... They are all starring in a movie called Chaos Walking, but this movie has undergone major reshoots, which people are kind of maybe thinking it's going to be bad now. However, it's by the same director of Edge of Tomorrow, which was critically acclaimed and also went through major reshoots. Mm. Holden, do you think this movie can be salvaged with all the big names it's got going for it? I remember seeing an ad for this movie like a while ago and then it was supposed to come out like two months ago beginning of march this oh, year wow. and now they're thinking a 2020 release okay so oh. in other words do you think this is going to be an edge of tomorrow or do you think it's going to be a dark phoenix let's <laughs> let's hope for edge of tomorrow they got a they got some good actors in there yeah i'm gonna give it a bergeron same so there we go hopeful thinking uh ben affleck he's not batman anymore no he's not is but- anybody really <laughs> well, he's going to direct and star in a World War II film called Ghost Army. Uh, it chronicles how a squadron of American soldiers used old-fashioned and smoke and mirrors to save lives. Selected for their creativity and ingenuity, they used blow-up tanks. They used to blow up tanks, uh, fake radio transitions, transmissions, and noise machines to deceive the German forces, hiding their hiding the Allies' true locations and saving countless lives in the process. I don't really see. Com. I don't really see how smoke and mirrors could help with this, like at all. Like, how, would the would the Germans see themselves in a mirror and be like, "Oh, look, it's, it's me!" Shoot it. I'm gonna give this a Bergeron. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Holden? I don't. I don't care. Bergeron. 
It's Ben Affleck. What? No, okay. Would you rather see this or a Batman movie that takes place during World War II and Batman just punches Hitler <laughs> repeatedly? Oh, I'd rather see Batman punch Hitler, man. There we go. So I'm going to give this a bombadil. Yeah. Ben Affleck, what are you doing? You could have you could have combined the roles. Well, are you a fan of Leonardo DiCaprio? No. <laughs> what about Guillermo del Toro? No. Well, <laughs> that's too bad because Leonardo DiCaprio is in talks to lead Guillermo del Toro's upcoming film, Nightmare Alley, which is an adaptation of a 1946 novel by the same name by the author, William Ooh, I Lindsay love that novel. Gresham. I know you're into really, you're really big into 1940s noir novels. Yeah, I hate Guillermo del Toro and Leonardo DiCaprio, but I happen to love 1940s <laughs> novels. So I'm, I'm really excited for this, actually. I'll give it a broke uh, Yeah. I'll give it a bombadil. <laughs> <laughs> and that will conclude Dom's. Woo! Hold on, are you ready to review? Dun, 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 dun. What should we review first? I say, well, I got like closer to the mic than I thought. <laughs> I say we review Avengers first because it came out first. All right, well, without further ado, here is our review of Avengers Endgame. Non-spoiler review first, and then we'll get into spoilers later. Uh, as always, time codes in the description if you want to avoid spoilers and you haven't seen it yet and you haven't contributed to that $1.2 billion. Holden, it's finally here. Avengers Endgame. It's finally here! It's finally here. I'm so here. excited. Oh We're going to review it. This is our non-spoiler review. We will have a spoiler review coming I very soon. I haven't seen it yet, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm going to spoil it for Holden right now. We saw it last night. We are very excited to see it. And spoiler, we loved it a lot. There you yeah. go. That's the only spoiler of this review. Without further ado, let's get into it. Holden, what stood out, so what stood out to you in this movie? Uh, well, to start, I really thought the acting was very, very good. Yes, yes. Uh, very good acting. Any standout performances from um, you? Well, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. always does a very good job. I think, I, I don't know, it's hard to pick a standout performance because I think everyone was just really good. I think, yeah, I agree. Everyone is incredibly solid in their roles in this movie, of course. I mean, you have Josh Brolin as Thanos, knocks it out of the park once again. I think all your core Avengers from the original film were excellent yeah. in this movie. Each one of them had a great arc, uh, great emotional deliveries in certain areas. Overall, really great acting all around. Yeah. Uh, the one the one kind of problem area, I guess, there would be like Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm totally bought into Brie Larson as Captain mm -hmm. Marvel. The character itself, I think, could be pretty interesting. Like the whole snarky, sort of confident, um, powerful one. I mean, it works for Thor. Yeah. I think Thor has a little bit more character to him. So right as of right now in the mm -hmm. Marvel Cinematic Universe. But yeah, so far, Brie Larson, just her delivery of the i don't know exactly her if it's her mannerisms or or what it is i just haven't bought into her interpretation of captain marvel yet well and we have to wonder if part of that's like the writing of the original movie um yeah the, that's true what i what i learned when reading about it last night is apparently they and i guess this makes sense they filmed this movie before she filmed captain marvel yeah so she didn't even like really have a character i guess fleshed out that's true um or thought of yet so 
And if you're wondering, you really don't have to see Captain Marvel to see this movie. No. I don't think it takes that much away from the experience. No. There's there's just like maybe one shot or two that, yeah. uh, that kind of allude to it. Yeah. But it's not and, a big deal. And if you're worried that Captain Marvel is going to be like this huge part of this movie and you, you know, and you think you need to see the other one, you don't. And she's not a huge part of this movie, I would say. Yeah. It's not like she's like, oh, she comes in and she's this huge major game changer. Yeah. No. Uh, other things, the score is pretty solid in this yeah, movie. Yeah, it is. Ver- it's very good. Uh, you're a big fan of the Infinity War score. Yes. You've listened to it quite a bit. Could you have? Do you have any extra insight um, that you'd like to add in this non-spoiler review? Yeah. Uh, so Endgame has its own original score, a lot of original stuff by Alan Silvestri, but they uh, they also reuse a few songs from Infinity War, um, and it's kind of interesting the way they do that. Um, but I thought it worked really well, and I thought the songs they reused were really good. And I liked it. Well, then there's a lot of CGI in this movie. Uh, of course there is, Jimmy. Yeah. Do, how does that work? Does it work for you? I, I personally didn't feel it take me out of the movie at all. Mm-hmm. I, I was totally immersed in the experience. I thought, you know, the huge fight scenes and whatever and all the, the major computer-generated stuff, I was sold on it, and it didn't, it didn't uh, distract me at all. Yeah, none of it, none of it looked like really bad at all i can't really i can't even think of a single moment where i was like well that looks fake because i mean most of these movies have at least one point where you can like oh that looks like a set with like green screen or something but i can't i couldn't really think of and i wasn't thinking of it too i was so engrossed with the story that a lot of that stuff didn't come to mind for sure Um, some critics had a problem with that another thing the critics um the people who have been a little bit more critical of this movie have pointed out is the fan service. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think the fan service in uh, Infinity or in Endgame rather is warranted, or is it a little over the top? Uh, I think the fan service was done really well. Uh, you don't have a whole lot for any individual character where it seems overbearing, but most characters have like a l- well, almost every character actually has at least a little bit of fan service that uh, fans of those characters will enjoy. Yeah, I think the fan service in this movie really works for the plot. It's very creatively interwoven. I don't think a lot of it is out of place. Mm -hmm. Um, I think tonally this movie balances the weight of the the aftermath of Infinity War with the lightheartedness that you would expect from a Marvel movie. And Mm -hmm. the emotional stakes, um, the kind of the theme of family throughout this movie really hit home and are... Overall, this is a very satisfying conclusion to phases one through three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Reminded me of a Fast and the Furious movie where the themes are also family. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, but uh, yeah, it. I, I had read somewhere that this is, this movie, or like the first three phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are almost like a season of a TV show um, where... It, like each movie is like an individual episode but instead it's like a big blockbuster movie yeah because so, i mean it equates to about what 45 hours ish so that is like a four season tv show pretty much yeah which it it does definitely feel like this if you've watched all the movies you're going to be rewarded oh yeah the more you've seen of the mcu the more you're, you're going to take from this movie just uh, all the little winks and nods 
Every that. movie connects to it Agreed. in some way. Yeah. Um, with that being said, this movie is incredibly surprising. Uh, it goes in directions that I certainly wasn't expecting, even after watching all the theory videos and all of that. I, I know there were moments when we were watching it, we turned to each other and we were like, whoa, I couldn't believe that just happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Really exciting. I, I love what they did with the characters. I thought this was the perfect ending to that like i said the phase one through three of the mcu um if you decided you don't want to watch any more marvel movies after this i think this would be a good ending but yeah. you will and you <laughs> disney's gonna make another 10 trillion dollars because you're listening to our podcast and we're telling you to watch those movies because we're being paid by disney to tell you to watch those movies so <laughs> overall i would give this a nine out of ten holden your thoughts after first viewing i yeah i think it's probably nine out of ten all right, so now we're here. Uh, spoiler review: Avengers Endgame. This will be a little bit more informal than our uh, than our regular non-spoiler review. Holden, you look like do, you're about to say something. Yeah, do not listen to this if you have not seen oh, Endgame. Do not do it. No, Natalie. Yeah, <laughs> calling you out, people out there, our friends that listen to this podcast. So, Holden, anything you want to get off your chest right away? Well. All right, first twenty minutes of the movie are insane. Yeah, it, I, <laughs> it okay, is well, whack. So it starts off really predictably with the whole Hawkeye's family stuff, and you just like, well, they're all gonna be zapped away. But the yeah. way they did it was good. I thought, it, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good scene. And then they're like, and then I'm like, okay, now they're getting ready for the plot. They're gonna go get Thanos, they're going to get the stones, they're going to go back, and they're going to use the stones and go back in time and fix everything. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> when, when Thor just slices off his arm, we're like, oh, man, wow. Jeez, that was like... graphic and <laughs> instantaneous, like, just out of nowhere. And then Thanos says that he, like, destroyed the stones. He used the stones to destroy the stones. And almost killed himself doing it. Yeah. Oh my god! And then, and then the, the moment that capped it all off was when Thor decapitates just Thanos. Just decapitates him. Just like Jesus we Christ! We could not believe it. <laughs> I was telling Holden I hadn't been that surprised uh, since Luke just tossed his lightsaber over his shoulder. I mean, like both those moments, I was like, I could not believe that just happened. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the title card of five years later, it was just like, I mean, I guess I would assume there would have been a time jump, but I didn't. I get I, it just the impact of it was great. I it was weird. I I wasn't expecting that to happen even though I think I was aware that most of the movie took place like years after. I think I was aware that that happened, but I don't know for some reason that still caught me off guard. Yeah. And you know, I like how Captain America has his like little group and he's like let's go on and you have uh what is Joe Russo? Which I don't know which Russo it is. It was is. one of the Russos is in there. First openly gay character in the MCU. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, that's that's cool though. I mean, especially if they're still showing it in China. Wow. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, other things in the opening of this movie, of course, you talked about the the whole movie's plot <laughs> centered on uh, is all based on the rat. Yeah, I thought it was really funny <laughs> that like the plot would not have happened if it weren't for the rat. Like the majority of the movie. They could have just, like, lived there and not known anything if that rat hadn't pressed that button in the van. <laughs> Jimmy, being someone who hasn't seen Ant-Man, what do you think of Ant-Man? 
I mean, I've he's in uh, Civil War yeah. a lot, and is he anything in, in Infinity? No, he's not in Infinity War. Is he in, in anything other than Ant Man or in uh, so. Civil War? Um, I felt like I knew Ant Man, even though I haven't seen either of the movies. I mean, Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd. He's great. He's a good guy, man. Um, so I mean, I I had known about the post credit scene and Ant Man and the Wasp, which you kind of need to in order to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought Ant-Man, Paul Rudd was great. I thought the whole cast was great. Like we said in our non-spoiler review. Um, yeah, the, uh, the entire cast, um, it was very interesting who they brought back. I think like some of the characters, like they brought back some characters I was not expecting to see. Such as? Such as Robert Redford's character. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) From Winter Soldier. I was like, Okay. Which where is he in that movie again? In Winter Soldier? Yeah, no, no, in this movie, Endgame. He was he was in the lobby when uh, they're like he's like asked for the tesseract. Okay. In the, the suitcase. Oh yeah. yeah. And I was like, wow, okay, that was kind of cool. I thought that whole that whole New York scene when after they've traveled back in time was really cool, just because of all the callbacks they had, and like just the way they did it. Captain America's fight with himself. That was Captain America's fight with himself. Captain America in the New York was the best, was one of the better parts of the movie. Yeah. Um, Just, yeah, fighting himself, all that. The whole thing in the elevator with him saying Hail Hydra. Yeah, that was a great, (laughs) that was was a great wink and nod moment. (laughs) Because I thought they were just going to do another elevator fight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just the whole plot of, um, the time travel. Okay, so the time travel. It took me a while to figure this out, mm-hmm. but I, I finally got it. So like, they can go back, but they're they're only affecting alternate timelines when they go back. Yeah. But so that so, in other words, they can't just go back and keep Thanos from getting the stones mm-hmm. because that'll just affect the other universes, not their own. So they have to go back and get the stones, and then come back to their own timeline to alter everything. And then and take the stones back. And then take the stones back to not mess up everything else in the other universes. It was kind of cool. That's, like, not a way that time travel has, like, really been portrayed. As no, far as but I it's know. probably, like, the most accurate portrayal mm-hmm. of time travel. Um, and that gets me... As to, accurate as time travel can be. As a- <laughs> obviously, it's real, Holden. Don't you know anything about time travel? <laughs> but that I did not understand that until this morning because I was, like... I was thinking a lot of the stuff they did was going to be negated, I mm-hmm. guess. So, like, when uh, Black Widow dies, I was like, I didn't really feel the finality of that until later on in the movie. Yeah. Because I thought, well, what's stopping them from going back? Well, they can't go back because that was her current self from this universe. They could only get, like, a past universe version of herself. Yeah. To the future, which isn't the same. No, it's not. Which is, brings us to Gamora. Yeah, that's what happens which is, with Gamora. Who I think does not get uh, dusted when Iron Man takes out everybody on the other side. No. I would assume not. I don't think so. And that sets up the, the stuff for Guardians 3, that's, which I'm uh, excited for. The Black, let's talk Black Widow's uh, death. I was not expecting I was not either. I, I don't was know. like Maybe. fully confident Hawkeye was going to die. Really, I don't remember yeah. what we said in our predictions episode, which is on our podcast. Go listen to it. Um, I'm pretty sure we concluded Black Widow was not going to die because she has a movie coming out. Yeah. So when does that movie taking? <laughs> I assume it has pre- to be. It has to be a prequel. 
which is a bummer because now I'm like less interested in that movie since mm-hmm. you know where it ends up. If it's, I mean, if it's a good spy movie, I'll I'll be inclined to see it and be excited to see it. But yeah, it is kind of it's interesting. Maybe maybe they're not actually making it, and that was just all of <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> fake out. Um, I oh, and that that scene is one of the instances where they reused a track. Yeah, uh, the soundtrack yep. because they reused the same uh, music that Gamora, the, the in Gamora's death scene in Infinity War. Yeah. Um, what did you think about that scene between her and Hawkeye fighting it out to see who was going to sacrifice themselves? I thought when they were fighting, it was a little silly, but I thought overall it worked. I did too. I thought while they were fighting, uh, like something was going to happen where one of them wouldn't have to sacrifice themselves. Like oh. I thought some sort of alternative was going to appear. I was hoping Hawkeye would just like throw off his bow <laughs> or something. Just <laughs> be like, oh man, I love my bow. <laughs> Shave his haircut. <laughs> yeah. Cut off his arm. <laughs> well, I love my arm, you know. Just throw it off the edge. Yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. Is <laughs> is like his shooting hand or something, you know? Yeah. He cuts that off, man. That Jamie Lannister him, you know. Black Widow throws off her wig. <laughs> I love that wig. <laughs> they throw off the red skull. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> well, we I uh I mentioned not to you last night, but I thought that that was kind of a thing that it works for the plot, but if it had been any other pairing that had gone, it would not have worked to get the soul stone. Because imagine if like it was War Machine and Nebula that went like yeah they don't love each other no they don't (laughs) like that wouldn't have worked out do you think it could have been hulk and um black widow uh probably i'm glad they didn't though you why why? i don't like that pairing you don't i i think it's gotten better since age of ultron the few times it's been brought up i think it's better but i just in that movie it's so annoying to me yeah um well let's let's move on to something lighter how about fat thor (laughs) fat thor oh fat thor is great so we went with one of our friends who's a huge thor fanboy Mm -hmm. and (laughs) he was upset (laughs) with fat thor i thought it was really funny i was i I thought it was really funny i thought it was pretty funny the whole movie because he's he's basically just become this loser yeah like this fat loser he went from being like the coolest guy in the universe to just a fat, <laughs> fat yeah. loser guy who's playing Fortnite. I thought, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, I also didn't hate the Fortnite thing, but that's just because it's just a video game. We just have a stigma against Fortnite. It's well, I think that enhances it. It's like yeah, he's playing Fortnite. Look how you know how like helpless how, he is. How far he's fallen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I. Uh, Thor later on when he's like dual wielding Stormbreaker and Mjolnir I'm just like Jesus Christ yeah. this guy <laughs> and I loved it yeah when he got his hammer back mm-hmm. that he kind of got his mojo back too mm-hmm. I thought that was a good moment that I didn't see coming again when he goes to the pass and he takes yeah, it yeah I didn't I didn't actually know I didn't think he was going to get Mjolnir back yeah poor alternate universe Thor though yeah no, he's, he's gonna he's, he's gonna, gonna, gonna learn gonna his, he's gonna learn his Ragnarok <laughs> lesson <laughs> in in uh the second one rather than Ragnarok uh other characters that stood out I mean uh, Iron Man has a kid 
didn't see that coming. Yeah, I liked that. I really liked that, too. And like I said, I didn't understand the time travel at first. So I was thinking that he was going to have to, like, sacrifice this life that he had mm-hmm. in order to save the universe. But which, I think it made sense that he didn't. Yeah. Um, Pepper is, like, uh, what's the name of that? The rescue rescue yeah i i knew that i figured that was gonna yeah happen. i mean they had the set photos and everything do you think that would do you think that worked in this movie i think it was i mean i don't think it didn't work i think it was fine i thought it was odd that she went from being peppered to being like super competent iron man person yeah that's like true. all of the sudden that's kind of weird i guess i yeah. thought that was like because, you know, like, the first time you fly an Iron Man suit, it's, like, really awkward, Whoa, and you're, like, trying to figure I, out what you do. She just, swo- she just swoops down and is just taking everybody out. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I guess she's just a pro at this. That was interesting, because I don't think Rescue in the comics has any weapons. Hmm. I think it's all a support suit. So, I mean, that's fine. It works better having I, weapons. Yeah, but I don't know why you wouldn't have weapons. Uh, Seems kind of dumb. Yes. Comics, they're stupid. Comics are dumb. They're for nerds. <laughs> um, other things, other things. Um, so I kind of just thinking about more characters that came back. Uh, Tilda Swinton came back as the ancient yes. one. And I thought she was yes. really good. Um, I, th- I I thought it was really good, especially when she figured out like Doctor Strange gave up the time stone for some reason, and her reaction to that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. Um. <laughs> the kid from Iron Man three, yeah, <laughs> is at the end. <laughs> I was wondering who that was. He's just, uh, he just shows up. He doesn't talk at all, but he's at uh, Tony Stark's funeral. Um, and I thought that was, that was funny. I the only reason I recognized him is because I remember a while back hearing that he was in this movie, and mm. so I looked at him. I'm like, oh, that's the kid from Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> um. I thought Nebula was actually pretty good in this movie and pretty interesting for a character that I never really liked. Yeah, she was she was pretty good. She was given more to do, which was interesting. Yeah, because yeah, she's never really given. A whole she was lot. a pretty major character in this movie, mm-hmm. and uh, she kind of had a redemption arc, killed their alternate universe self. Mm-hmm. Good for her. <laughs> um, yeah, and the whole storyline with Thanos being able to like hack into her mind and see what was happening, I thought was an interesting element. Yeah, and I thought he was gonna like kind of travel through time and go, and we were gonna get in this huge time like not race thing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm glad he just kind of went straight to the future, just annihilated the Avengers was, headquarters. That I. I was, like, not expecting that. I was not sure what was going to happen. And then... Because you the, knew, like, something was going to have to yeah, go wrong. But, like, Thanos... Thanos... Obviously, Thanos in the future is dead. And so Thanos in the past just finds out that, like, his future self gets killed. And the, they're looking for the times... The, like, the, the Which Infinity I, Stones. He didn't seem to be bothered by his death. It was more so that these people were going to try to undo this no matter what. Yeah. So obviously these people weren't worthy of like life itself and that he was going to have to rebuild life, yeah. which was an interesting new take. And there's yeah, like, what did you time, think of Thanos overall in this movie? You know, I like Thanos. I, Thanos to me is by far my favorite MCU villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's good in this movie. I, they added another layer. I wish there was a little more of him in this movie. Um, yeah. I think that's maybe why I prefer infinity war to Endgame as of right now is that just Thanos just dominates that movie. Yeah. But I think it's cool to see that 
this plan he devoted his life to and it doesn't work he's like he he doesn't just keep trying to do it yeah he's like no i even better solution mm-hmm. i'll just wipe everything out and start from scratch and you can still see that you know there's you know some reasons behind why it, you would do that i mean well, like, yeah. it's not completely even though it was like a you know a classic universe ending yeah. villain scheme it made sense it wasn't just because he was evil no yeah Thanos ultimately wanted to do like good, which is weird, but he mm-hmm. just had such a skewed vision of it. Yeah. What did you think of Captain America picking up Mjolnir? I thought that was a great moment. Yeah, yeah. right. It was. It was. <laughs> uh, you know, fan service, but I, it worked so well. Yeah. In this movie, it was just entertaining. That whole final fight sequence was just awesome. As soon as like. Falcon got on like the comms with Captain America and like the portals started opening. That entire time I was sitting there just mouth agape for like five minutes oh, straight. It when, was yeah, insane. When, it was a little cheesy when Captain America was like Avengers Assemble. Assemble. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just kind of delivered the line a little weirdly. But that whole thing where they I that was just really that was like I would when you were sitting there watching it, it was like this is history. I'm watching cinematic history. Yeah, really. And it just goes to show you how <laughs> the DC extended universe, or whatever they whatever call it. it's called, DC universe thing. I would just like when the Justice League assembled. Yeah, it was like no okay. one cared. <laughs> and then this happened. You're like you felt it. Mm-hmm. You f- this was the culmination of all those movies. Yeah. And it delivered, and it was completely satisfying. Thanos. Th- Thanos put up a fight, man, about yeah. the Infinity Stones. He was, I, I, I think it helped that he had armor on this yeah. time. I think that's one of the reasons why he could take so many hits. But, yeah, he he was pretty powerful. He's pretty powerful on his own without the stones. How long do you think that kind of final battle lasted? Quite a while. It, I, But for some reason, I, kind of, I was wishing it was going to go on longer than it did. That's yeah. what I found myself hoping. I, it's, like really a really unfair comparison here but it's like different from shazam where shazam's like final fight oh, went on yeah like really just long. so long but and like this probably was about as long but it just like had so much more going on oh I yeah it, like i mean and you had the reunite the re- reunion between um tony stark and and peter parker mm-hmm. which was just great that was a good yeah it was a good um <laughs> Insta kill mode. On Insta the kill. Suit. What a great! That was such a deep cut, but it was hilarious. I'm glad so many people in our theater got it. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, one of the, one of the callbacks I liked that Jimmy wouldn't get because he didn't see Ant Man and the Wasp was um, when Wasp first appears. Uh, Captain America says something over their comms, and she says, "Sure thing, Cap." But that's a reference to Ant Man and the Wasp when Ant Man's talking about the airport airport fight, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I was fighting with uh, my my good buddy Cap." And then Wasp is just like, "You call him Cap? You knew him for like twenty minutes or something." <laughs> <laughs> and so the, and then they like in this movie they kind of like smirk at each other. I thought that was a fun, really subtle callback. Well, the more you know. Yeah. Yeah, I like how this movie did that. It rewarded you for seeing the other movies, mm-hmm. and. Do you think this is like so that second act when they're going through time um, and finding going back to all the old movies that gave me a huge Back to the Future 2 vibe, but like in the best way possible where it was like it wasn't so much of the oh, no, we ran into our former selves, Mm -hmm. which when they did do it, it was great. And I was worried it was going to steep too far into that stuff. Yeah. And it didn't. 
which was wonderful. Um, the Captain America versus Captain America stuff was great. The Hail mm-hmm. Hydra. Uh, Loki gets the Tesseract. I wonder what you, you talked about. Maybe we'll see that. Yeah, I wonder if that's like going to be show. the basis for the Loki show is in that universe since he has the Tesseract, what, whatever he's going to do with it. I, uh, he, he like disappears and we don't see him for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and then that thread is just left like that. Um, I was wondering... Um, well, we also talked about the potential of that being in the Disney Plus What If show that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, had Loki, you know, had that universe been the actual universe... Then I thought maybe um, that when Captain America goes back to put the stones back at the end of the movie, that he was going to have to encounter Loki's universe. Yeah. Too, but that that didn't amount to anything. I that that leads me to say I thought it was good that aside from the people who were snapped, the characters who died in Infinity War stayed dead. Yeah. Like all of yes, them. Yes, I mean, all of them, right? I mean, they. some of them came back for various reasons, but those versions of those characters stayed dead. Yeah, which was, I did not think that was going to happen. Yeah, so Loki was gone. Gamora, that we know, gone. Uh, Vision. Vision wasn't Vision in this movie at all. At all. And, like, <laughs> not even mentioned until um, the end when Hawkeye is, like, I... Was it hockey? Hawkeye, right? When he's, Hawkeye, like... Well, I, Hawkeye was talking to Scarlet Witch. I was, yeah, Scarlet Witch. What did, did I say that? He said Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. Hawkeye and Scarlet yeah, Witch yeah, are talking at the end. And Hawkeye's, like, I hope she knows that we won. And Scarlet Witch is, like, I think they both do. I'm, like... That's right. Vision's dead. <laughs> I'm like, they're they gone. just never brought that up. Like, nobody seemed that upset about it. I guess Scarlet Witch was gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought that was kind of weird that they, there was kind of no mentioning of it. But, mm-hmm. you know, little nitpicky things like that don't ruin this movie for me at all. Yeah, same. Um, all right. Tony Stark's death. Tony Stark. I saw it coming. Yeah. I mean, they obviously. Like, <laughs> yeah, they really built it up, especially when, like, Hulk's like, if any of you try to do this, it'll kill you. Um, I mean, he has a family. Other things I'm trying to think of. When he's asking Doctor Strange, you know, is this the one way and mm-hmm. all yeah. of that. They built it up, but I think it, I think it was a pretty good death. I think so, too. I, it didn't hit me emotionally like I thought it was going to. Same. Uh, I I got more emotional at the very end, which kind of surprised me. But yeah, I. Uh, but I, I mean, I was still sad because I really like Tony Stark, and sad to see him go. What did you What did you think of like his final goodbyes to like I mean like or lack thereof to Peter and to, uh, Pe- um, Pepper. Pepper. I was gonna say Penny. I'm like that's not right. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was pretty he, good. Well, he like couldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little weird. That he did he say anything? He said something to Pepper. I don't think he, was, he said anything to Peter. I can't remember what he said though. I don't. I thought that was just a little odd that they. I mean, it was great that they those two got to say their final goodbyes. But yeah, yeah. Oh, he's gone. Iron Man's gone. Yep. Happy Hogan's still here. <laughs> John Favreau. He's gonna give her all the cheeseburgers she wants. Oh, that he is. Um, Captain America. I have been reading a lot of complaints about the Captain way that Mer- Captain America was his like goodbye was treated. Really? What yeah. are the complaints? I 
because and I can kind of understand this. So if Captain America went to if he went back to stay with Peggy or whatever, mm-hmm. um, one of the complaints I read was that would change stuff, but that wouldn't make sense if it was an alternate. It's an alternate universe, so they didn't but, understand the time travel stuff. But also, why is he still alive then in their universe? Why is he still alive in their universe? Yeah, like when he's old. Okay, what? So why is he? So like, if if when he goes back in time, he's traveling to an alternate universe, essentially. Yeah. Why is it that when he's old, at the end of the movie, why is he still in the main universe? Because he came. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he came back. I. I don't know. I don't know how to. You're right. I was thinking, yeah, because he wouldn't be in the same universe. He'd be yeah. still. He'd be it, waiting at that bench in the alternate universe. It, it, it was one of those things that I, the complaints I read didn't make any sense. But then when I thought of it, I thought of that yeah. issue. I don't. I don't care. I think it works. Yeah. It, that doesn't bother me. But it was just kind of like a, a logic. Yeah. Issue. A little bit of a thing there. Mm-hmm. Oh well. I thought, you know, Cap got to go back. Also, wouldn't he be dead? <laughs> he's like 20 what? in 1945. Well, he's, he's got the super soldier serum. He's probably live a while. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I thought, yeah, what got me was him dancing with Peggy. Yeah, at the very end. That, that got me. That, I, that's what finally got me to tear up. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, the way they did it was nice. I'm wondering if it would have been more effective had you seen him go back a little bit. Yeah. And, like, you know, just a a very brief montage of him, like, returning the stones and then being in, like, the 40s mm-hmm. and seeing Peggy and seeing his decision to stay. Yeah. Um, Rather than kind of seeing it after the fact. Yeah. Um, But I don't – I think the way they did it worked. So I just I, – was it the most effective way? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's probably you know I was expecting them both to just straight up die, but I think it's probably good they didn't both just yeah die. no it, might, it probably would have taken away from each yeah if they both had just died. Mm-hmm. I mean they're both essentially just taken out of the game now because Captain America's too old to do anything. So yeah, um, and then uh, what's his name Falcon? Yeah, Falcon. Yeah, he's the next Captain America. What'd you yeah. think of that? I thought that was I thought that was fine. Um, I don't remember Falcon at all from not <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't remember his character arc because really have one. So I, I, mean, I was kinda. a little like, oh, it's not going to Bucky. Okay, I I yeah. don't really remember who you are, but good for you, yeah, Falcon. I for uh, for a second for a little bit I was kind of like, why isn't he giving it to Bucky? But I, Bucky has like kind of made a point that he doesn't want that kind of life anymore like he mm-hmm. purposely was hiding out in Wakanda just so he could not do anything and then he was brought back into the game uh for the battle of Wakanda the end game the end game the infinity war um so i it, it, to me it makes sense that bucky would just kind of retire and do his own thing and falcon's been captain america in the comics so yeah there you go uh tony stark's funeral uh of course they have the reference to iron man one proof that tony stark has a heart yeah some people laughed at that in our theater yeah i was like i, I thought, was like wait that I, wasn't funny i didn't think that was funny either no. i thought that was weird yeah i don't know why they laughed at that um 
I also referenced it when the, the whole cheeseburgers <laughs> thing. What was that reference? That was referenced to Iron Man 1 at the end of the movie when he says he wants cheeseburgers. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, this, this is backtracking a bit, but we kind of skipped over it. I just wanted to mention it. I really liked in the New York scene when it's like them like going down the elevator like the, their past selves like going down the elevator and their interactions like after the battle of new york oh yeah because it was just kind of like weird to see yeah, it was that like, it felt like cause it's it looked like, like it was like behind the set or behind the scenes footage almost yeah because it's, like, it's, like, it's just people in their normal lives yeah because after the action <laughs> you never see that no it's just weird <laughs> no got to take the stairs yeah um yeah i thought that whole back in time stuff. What did you think of the uh, more like Professor Hulk sort of? Uh, I thought that was good. I did too. I liked that. Yeah, I th- I thought that was the whole scene with the kids and the selfies was yeah, hilarious. That was, that was really probably funny. the that was probably the hardest I laughed throughout the movie. When because <laughs> Ant Man's just like, oh, you want a was, picture with Ant Man? And he's like, like he's literally shaking his head no. <laughs> I thought that that, that was a really. I think funny that was scene. probably the hardest I laughed. In that. But yeah, yeah, Mark Ruffalo and uh, Paul Rudd were the delivery of that scene was great. Didn't Drax have a really good line? Did Drax have it? I think he, I just he, he Drax have, is like not in this movie at no, all. Like he, the only recollection I have of Drax is him going up to that one monster and just knifing it in the back like twenty times. Yeah. Well, he he had a few lines in the movie, but I remember one Does of them he? just being I don't really remember funny. Any I can't of remember it. what it was though. It was was like, it in the end when Thor's was, with him? I think so. Maybe. I don't know. Um, the whole you know, of course, the whole exchange between Thor and Star Lord at the end. Mm-hmm. It's Very great. Good. I'm so ex- that made me so much more excited for Guardians Three. Yeah, and now Gamora. Now he really has to win back Gamora because she it's clean win. slate. You know, yeah. no no loyalty there. So Thor can win her back, even though he's he's fat. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want that to be like a love triangle in Guardians Three. <laughs> what I think Mantis has a great line in there. Or something. Oh yeah, like a knife fight or something. Oh the, yeah, they were talking about how they should fight each other yeah. with knives. Yeah, that that whole that whole bit was good. Yeah, makes me excited for Guardians three. Um, anything else you want to add, Holden? Did we skip over anything? I'm sure we have overlooked something. Yeah, I mean we 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 pre- we skipped pretty hard over like the first act. I think. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a lot of slow what you, stuff. A lot of people. Yeah. So some people have been complaining at the pacing of this movie what did you what did you think i think it was more so the weightiness of the first yeah. act more so than, than the pacing i mean it's definitely slower at the beginning but i think it has to be yeah and i think it's fine I especially you feel I, like the hopelessness of these characters well and i was expecting it to kind of drag on for a bit but like it, the first 20 minutes like we've mentioned just kind of like fly has by. a lot and so yeah. i was not expecting that much to happen in the first yeah. 20 minutes and then it hits the wall yeah I thought it was fine. I thought it was kind of cool to see how they're all uh, doing post uh, post the snapshot. The snapshot. <laughs> oh my gosh! Nobody's at the Mets game. Oh wait, that's that's normal. <laughs> Boom roasted. I don't know Mets. anything about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about golf. That's golf, right? Yeah. Okay. Good job. <laughs> uh, anything else to add? Um. I'm sure there's lots I want to say, but I can't remember. Well, if we think of it, we'll go back to it next time. Yeah.
There you go. I'll give this a 9 out of 10. I liked Infinity War a little bit better, but I I don't see how they could have made this movie any better than they did. Great conclusion to the first three phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I agree. I'm going to also give it a 9 out of 10. Wow, Holden, what a review of Avengers Endgame wow, that I've, we pre-recorded I for feel, this. Man, it feels like we did that just two days ago. It, because we did. <laughs> <laughs> and now, without further ado, we're going to get into Game of Thrones, the Battle of Winterfell, Whoa. as people have called it. Episode 3, which I think it's going to be called The Long Night. Officially, right now, it's just called Season 8, Episode 3. Actually, officially, it's called Game of Thrones, Episode 80, or, or no, 70. You know what, Jimmy? Shut up. 70? I'm tired of this. <laughs> so you always verbally 70. abuse me on this podcast. <laughs> I'm done. Well, you deserve it, Alden. What can I say? Because you're about to speak badly about Game of Thrones, I have a feeling. Probably. All right. <laughs> Alden, this has been maybe the most wi- uh, um, anticipated movie or movie i mean it pretty much is a movie (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna start that again olden this is one of the most anticipated tv episodes of all time pretty much is a movie huh (laughs) (laughs) what are your thoughts (laughs) initial reactions Uh, we just came from watching it uh so i was not into it for like the first 20 minutes why i thought it was really boring and you couldn't see anything okay so why don't you give a little disclaimer for that? For what? For how you were watching it. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I was watching it. I was watching it on a TV. I wasn't watching it on my laptop. I was watching it on my t- on a TV, but it was like, it wasn't the highest resolution. So, it probably had something to do with it. But I felt like it, it seemed colors. it seemed too dark. I don't know. I don't know if watching it higher def would really help. The whole Here's lot. what I'm gonna say. This episode was too dark. That is my one major complaint with the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and however, however, um, I think it works in one regard, which I'll get into right now. Um, I was noticing that this, the same thing while I was watching it. And I watched it on a much nicer TV at my parents' house. And I'm like, it, this episode is so dark. And like a lot of the promo was actually dark. So when I actually edited the promo or put the promo in at the very end of our avengers endgame review Mm. on youtube um kind of just promoting this that we were going to do this i actually bumped up the brightness of the promo because it was like it was so dark yeah um and it was all the first you know 20 minutes of the episode however i think what it does is it juxtaposes when melisandre comes in and she lights up all the swords that looks super cool after that i think that's really good but i think uh, I don't know. I think I think there's still like after all the Dothraki get killed. I think it's still and I will dark say, for yeah, a little while. Yeah, it's too dark. I yeah. agree. I think it my that is my one big complaint about this episode is that it simply was too dark and th- uh, really a lot of it was quickly edited. Yeah. So some of it was hard to tell what exactly what was happening. I think the uh, once the dragon started breathing fire, it was better because then like the fire would light up the scene a little bit. Yeah, and it was it wasn't as bad. But yeah, I think overall though they could have just graded this, uh, like color graded it a little lighter. Mm-hmm. Like and you, I think you'd still get the effect. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm I'm sure part of it is it's it's a lot easier to like make these huge 
like CG heavy battles at nighttime. It's a lot easier to animate in the nighttime because yeah. stuff doesn't even yeah. look as nice. So that's probably why they did it. Because even though it is a high budget show, it still is a show. Well, I think the reason they did this at nighttime is more kind of to play off like the horror elements. I think there was a lot yeah. more like fr- the frightening. The White Walkers were like terrifying mm-hmm. in this episode, and I think the the night reflects that and i you know i think it's like you know tonally and sets the mood um because i was wondering that partially through i was like would i have liked this episode better had it taken place during the day similar to like battle of the bastards where you can tell what's happening um in that regard i'm not sure if the battle sequences itself were as well directed as like a battle of the bastards yeah for most for most of the episode and I, I still don't really know which one I like more. For most of the episode, I was thinking Battle of the Bastards was better, but I think the episode gets better in the second half. I so agree. I, um, well, I think the the one thing I will say about this episode is that I think it balances itself really well. And you can and uh, D and D talk about that after the episode and the inside of the episode how they really were like uh, intentional intentional about breaking things up. Uh, and di- uh, diversifying the action because I mean like I remember going to Transformers 2 the premiere and being sure. like bored out of my mind as like a elementary or middle schooler mm-hmm. it just because it was all just action I mean it was all action there was no nothing to change it up whereas this episode I think did really well in that regard um, one scene that comes to mind is Arya's sort of like stealth sequence Oh yeah, that's that that scene is really good. Which I thought uh-huh. was it felt like a video game. It did feel like a video <laughs> game. I was like, this is like a stealth section of a video game. game. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that. I also love the change in scenery from how the the battle you know they close in mm. on the castle. Um, I think like visually, some of the stuff stands out so much visually in this episode, and I think the Dothraki herd when they get their torches lit. Or yeah. their swords lit, and they're running at the White Walkers, and you just see it, and I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. And then the contrast of that to like all their their swords going out. Yeah, that, I, like, I really liked that. That was pretty. And cool. the, everybody everybody's watching it like, oh crap. Yeah. I thought um, I thought the Night King was gonna raise him up right then. Oh yeah. When that happened, and just be like. Well, now you've got the Dothraki to deal with. That, yeah, that would have been pretty cool. But I think what he did later was pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I Just while I'm thinking about it, before I forget, one of my favorite parts is Liana Mormont. Liana Mormont. God. One of the best characters of the show. I yeah. love that in the inside the episode they talked about, she was supposed to be a one-scene character. And mm-hmm. then uh, Cameron, I think it was Bella something, the actress's name. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's just like this little kid who's l- such a good like leader for her house and her people, and then she's like a badass too. Also, um, before I forget, House Mormont is gone. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They're done. Jeez, wiped clean. Wiped clean. I didn't. I I I didn't even think about that. I mean, I knew no. both Jorah and yeah Liana died, but interesting. So maybe that's one thing we should do here is go through some of the deaths. Yeah. So I think in that'd this. Be good in this episode, we lost Theon, or let's maybe go in order. So, if the first one to go is Ed, yeah, uh, the uh, the commander of the Night's Watch. Not too surprised that no Ed went out, and like I knew, like as soon as he helped Sam up, I was like, oh, Ed's a goner. Yeah, he got the old knife to the back. 
That's what it sounded like. Do you think that was uh do you think that was a good way for Ed to go? I mean Yeah, I mean he wasn't like a super big character, no. so I think it was yeah, pretty I good. Yeah, I don't think like he needed this huge ceremonious thing no. where he was super great and or a huge sacrifice or anything. Um before we get to talking about the other deaths though, that does bring something else I want to talk about. Sam in this episode. A lot of it's told like a lot of the story is told from his perspective. Uh, and he is like shook, man. He is like he's you can tell he's like yeah. traumatic. Like this is a really tra- obviously a traumatic experience, but he's like shaken up by well, all this. The hound was kind of having a similar. He was reaction. having that too, and you just look at, like ha- every time you saw Sam, he was just freaking out. Yeah, like I thought that was really effective. That man, he's like, and despite and it or it goes to his character too because like. Despite being this afraid, he stays in it the mm-hmm. whole time. Sure. Um, so Ed is the first one to go. Next is... I think Liana. Is next Liana? I yes, think so. I think so. I liked Liana's death a lot. I did too. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this could get really gruesome here. Yeah, I was like... I'm I was, glad it didn't. Because like, the giant like squeezes her and you oh, like, I know. hear it. I was it. like, I was oh, like, oh, are we going to get another Oberyn here? Yeah, but then she stabs it in the eye. That yeah. was pretty great. Yeah. Um, Great death for her. Yeah, exactly. And she was just a... She's just a boss, man. Yeah. She's such <laughs> a great character. she's scary. gone. I know, but... She should have been on the Iron Throne. Really? <laughs> she should have. She's... <laughs> she just did she was great man i'm gonna miss i'm gonna miss her man that's all i got to say about that i guess next was uh one-eyed willie <laughs> is it barrick Den- i literally don't know Dar- his name well, the, the problem for me uh, i think it's barrick dendarian yeah is that right well when i barack obara <laughs> barrick dendarian i think here yeah i got it okay because yeah. it's, it's just similar to Targaryen, so it messes yeah, me up. Yeah, I never remember. <laughs> I, ne- I like One-Eyed Willie better. <laughs> <laughs> so One-Eyed Willie, I I was never really a big fan of him. I don't know. I, I never really... I mean, I know his whole thing coming back from the dead is kind of cool, but I, I don't know. I just never found him that intriguing. Yeah, I think he's probably more uh, interesting in the books. I mean, he's probably. the person who, who revives Catelyn Stark in the books, so oh, she becomes yeah. Lady Stoneheart. And, well... The thing that I was curious about, which worked out after seeing the ending, was like um, after listening to another podcast. Uh, shout out to Nerd Soup. If you're a fan of Game of Thrones, you have to watch Nerd Soup or listen to Nerd Soup stuff. They do such a good job. But they were talking about how Beric and Darian's come back so many times, and they've built up. He's back for a purpose. What is his purpose gonna be? Like he still has something left to do to sure. serve the Lord of Light. And, like, he kind of just goes out a little unceremoniously. He's, like, he's slowing down the the whites to allow Arya to escape. And I'm like, wow, he's just there to help Arya. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to give someone the, uh, I think it's called the kiss of life that brings him back. I thought, like, Arya might die or Sansa might die. And oh. he brings him back and then he gets killed. And that was, like, his purpose. Uh, which no. I think they could have done. but mm-hmm. But then it's, like... Yeah, once you start bringing too many people back, it's you get into a, a hairy situation. So sure, sure. I thought the way he went out was uh, justifiable for his amount of role or his big of role in the show, which is minimal. Yeah. So, 
Goodbye, one eye Willie. <laughs> we'll miss you. We'll miss you. <laughs> one eye uh, Willie. Next is Theon, right? Theon Greyjoy. Is there someone uh, else in there? Hmm. Because it's, I believe so. I don't think we lose any other major characters. Yeah, I guess it would be Theon. Theon, man. What did you think of his arc? This is it. It's over. Okay, I had this discussion with Kale when I was watching it. I have never really liked Theon. I haven't either, but I, I think I liked him more this season than the other yeah, season. Like, like I actually like. I liked him in this episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess what little we saw of him the rest of the season is fine. I don't know. I just like, I, I mean, I feel bad for him, like all that he went through. But I just, I never. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like he deserved some. No. Of it, yeah. And he, he knows it too. And yeah. He admits it. I. But I just like. I don't know. I feel like after you know he got his 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 schlong uh, cut off, and he <laughs> after was like, he got his one eye Willie cut off. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I, he was meek for a while, and he was reek, reek, meek, something <laughs> reek. Okay, he was reek for a while. I don't know. He was boring then, and then he was he just kind of didn't do anything for a while. I I don't know. I just haven't found him. I, I think like you just need to rewatch the show, Holden. Maybe. Um, I thought this was a perfect conclusion to his story arc. I felt it. I think that may have been like the most emotional part of the episode for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like Theon was going to die this episode. I think you oh, could yeah. you could see that coming. And I think it was a yeah. I think it was a good death. I mean, it, it, I thought thematically it was fitting. Um, I, I thought I thought that moment just hit and like he got his affirmation from Bran that he's a good guy, man. And Bran has obviously seen his whole life. So And Bran's you know. annoying. I'm coming around on Bran, man. I think he's mm. been more interesting the last few seasons than before that. Like I would say like season maybe like four is just the peak terrible Bran <laughs> season. <laughs> and just, season Five or six. Seven. No, I guess he's pretty terrible in seven. These, well, <laughs> these, I don't know. These these like omnipotent characters and things like this just annoy me. So, like because Brand's just like he's he's like he's not quote unquote not human, and he's just like this all knowing being, and he doesn't do anything. I, it just and it anno- it infuriates me because like there's so many things that could be solved if Brand would just say something yeah but i think like well what what do you you want to bring up recently i mean like what what could he possibly have done since that he hasn't done yet i don't know i mean i feel like maybe not necessarily anything right now but i feel like there's a lot of things in the past that could have been avoided if he had spoken up well he wasn't the three-eyed raven yet and he 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 was like for a while now he has but then he was north of the wall for a lot of it or you know know i'm saying we know what i'm putting down i suppose picking up what i'm putting down that's what i was trying to say there <laughs> i don't know um same hey tie it back to avengers endgame same reason i don't like captain marvel that much because yeah Cap- Cap- i mean i see it i see it um no i think i think i'm coming around on brand just because he he is omnipotent or not omnipotent but omniscient yeah and <laughs> same different thing same either same way. difference as the as the kids say uh, but you know, I'm coming around. There's some cool elements that you can have with that, and I think D and D will tread that very carefully. Yeah, and maybe he'll just die. Uh, that's what I've been crossing my fingers for. <laughs> <laughs> just get rid of him. All right. So chronologically, 
it would be uh, Jorah. It would actually be the Night King, right? Oh, the, I guess yeah. But sure. let's go to Jorah first. Okay, Jorah's death was good. He was also like totally dead this time. Yeah. <laughs> the um. Okay, we'll talk about that after we discuss Jorah's death. I'll bring up something. So Jorah, his death, of course, he had to be by Danny's side, man. Like, yeah. There's no other way he was supposed to go out. Like as soon as they were fighting together, you're like, oh, He's Jorah. Dead. It's gone, but like, I think rewatching this season is going to be really effective, in <laughs> in the regard that like watching everybody's last encounters with others, mm-hmm. and like already thinking back to when Jorah talked to Danny last and how, about Tyrion, and how he like loved her, but like, <laughs> it's hard to focus when you're eating. Keep going. It's hard for them to focus on what I'm saying when you're eating. But, bar's pretty good. but I think, uh, like I said, the final encounters, the final discussions people have with each other um, before they die, rewatching mm-hmm. this is going to be really emotional. And that scene between Jorah and Donnie is going to be very emotional mm-hmm. rewatching it. Um, the one thing I have to say is of like the, the good guys, I'll say. So we lost Ed. Um, help me out here, Ed, uh, Mormont, two Mormonts, and uh, uh, good old one-eyed Willie, Beric Dondarrion. And, All uh, those and uh, what's Reek and Theon? Yes, sorry. And Melisandre. And Melisandre. Oh, I, that that's right. We have one more after that. So should we talk about Melisandre here, really sure. quick? Sure. Um, I hated Melisandre you, in this episode. You did? Mm-hmm. I was like, she totally well, came in clutch, man. Okay. I hate that she... Her whole storyline is not... Like, I we don't understand anything about her still, which I hate. But I thought, like, her lighting up the mm-hmm. fires on the swords was cool. And, like, the stuff she did was cool. But I just... I guess I'm more upset that she died. And we still don't know anything. Well, she was the Lord of Light kept her around to do her purpose, to fulfill her purpose. I guess, but why is why is she like a, a young woman when she has the necklace on, and then she's an old woman when it's off? Because it's the magic of the Lord of Light. No, like, are you gonna be like, wow, this really raggedy old lady? It's gonna be like a huge, you know, it's gonna really help us out here. Like, I feel like that's like her cover to kind of schmooze people and like get uh infiltrate certain social circles to help the lord of light and his purpose i don't know i think that's something that's going to be answered in the books i don't need that in the show like there's going to be some sort of wiki page somewhere that will answer it okay maybe she'll be in a in a prequel too there oh great what are you more upset by that or snoke doesn't have a backstory that that really i don't care about snoke well there you have it (laughs) there you hear it all right uh well so beyond that most of the deaths in this episode are pretty predictable yeah um your thoughts on that good thing bad thing do you think more people should have died or are you happy with i think they had a good number i do too like and i think what i liked about this episode is that you know the predictable people kind of died but I still felt scared mm-hmm. for everyone on screen, especially um, 
Tyrion and Sansa. Oh my gosh! When they stick, when the the music, the final uh, piece that came in, kind of a la Winds of Winter, at the beginning of the episode when Cersei's like her old scheme unfolds to yeah. eliminate the her. Seven. The Light of the Seven. Yeah, that's what the song's called. Oh, that's cool. Um, this was like kind of the whole scheming piece again, mm-hmm. but I thought this was going to be like a farewell tune to a lot of our characters because they were like. You know, Bran was up against it. Jamie, Podrick, Sam, all like John. Mm-hmm. I was like, I felt scared for John in this episode. I'm like, are they gonna kill John? Oh my gosh. Well, and- um, but like when the when the music started playing and Tyrion's like, it like Tyrion thought he was gonna die. Yeah, and that that kind of thought maybe Tyrion. Was I thought die. he was dead. I thought he was gonna go help Sansa get out and yeah. die. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Tyrion's gonna go, man. I thought, uh, uh, this, uh, I'm trying to think. This is kind of minor spoilers, I guess, for Endgame, but I kind of like it's my same opinion with how Endgame turned out. I think, I think the fact that they didn't kill off as many people as maybe we were expecting actually worked for it better because uh, we could actually have more emotional, like, yeah. deaths and yes. send offs for those characters. I, I agree. I think the the death toll in this, like, I didn't feel like after the episode, I wasn't like, wow, they should have killed off another character. I didn't feel that at all. I mm-hmm. thought it was just right. Each death had impact, especially since they killed off the Night King. They killed <laughs> off the Night King. Oh, it's a great day to be alive, <laughs> Holden. You know me. I wanted this to happen as soon as season at seven ended. I was like, um. My opinion was like, uh, oh, I'm gonna get to try this. So we're we're gonna review uh, this M&M's chocolate bar while after we review Game of Thrones. Yeah. So stick around for the end of this review to hear that. I'm gonna have some right now in celebration of the Night King's timely death. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So what I was saying after season seven, I'm like, you know, I love Game of Thrones, man. It's my favorite show. I rewatched it, confirmed that for me. Sure. Um, but I was like, man, I'm hesitant about season eight because the thing I love about this show is the political stuff, the scheming, the schemers. Like, my favorite characters are Cersei, Littlefinger, Tyrion, all the people, like, trying to get their edge in the political system. And uh, and I was afraid that the White Walkers were going to come in, and it was going to be a cool battle, and it was going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be Game of Thrones, you know? So I had been hoping the whole time that the White Walkers were going to get a li- were like a red herring and they were going to get eliminated and that Cersei was going to be the main antagonist of the show. Which still might not be the case. We can get into that. But Danny. Danny could be the main. That's another thing I was, I was thinking. But to have Cersei outlive the Night King is like a dream come true for me. <laughs> so, and I'd never thought it was going to happen. I was like, they built up the White Walkers way too much. Mm-hmm. If they were to kill them off, they they would piss off so many people. People would be all up in arms, but it happened, man. I'm so, I was fist pumping. I was fist pumping. What did you think? Yeah, I really liked it. I thought they, uh, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you, I guess, to a less extreme because I just don't care. <laughs> no, I care. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought they made the right decision in killing him off. Um, wow. This episode's at a 9.9 on IMDb right now. Um, it's so good. Man. Yeah. I'm going to rewatch it sometime this week. 
Yeah, and I thought Arya killing him was cool. I was okay. I wasn't expecting. I that, wasn't actually. either. <laughs> and I was like, I should, totally should have because the red woman Melisandre totally like foreshadows it. And um, when she's like, "You've killed people with brown eyes and green eyes and blue eyes. That's what you're meant to do." And I'm mm. like, "Oh yeah, all the White Walkers she's killing right now, or the Whites she's killing right now. Do do do. Probably not the Night King. That's not in my mind." And then she yeah. just runs off. Totally forgot about her, which is the great, the, which is the great part of this big battle, is that you can get so distracted in all the different storylines that they balance so well. Also, uh, I was speaking of like different storylines, or I get, that's not really a storyline, but I love John going around the battlefield. Uh huh. I love. Oh, the oneer. Yeah, the oneer. Yeah. That was um, a great shot. Kind of call back to the, Battle of the Bastards a little that was bit. Very, that reminded Only me a lot of how uh, the Daredevil one takes oh, a really okay. good Daredevil. Because they're, they're all in like a hallway, right? Yeah, and yeah. like I, just the way they were filmed, they're very very similar. What did you think of like the dragons fighting in the air, That all that sequence? I thought it was, it was good. Yeah. All right, so we just had a little bit of technical difficulties. All Holden's fault it, once again. It is. <laughs> My computer is whack. I hate it. So if we gloss over some details in this, we probably touched on it in our when, in the seven minutes of our conversation we lost because of this. But uh, we'll do our best to kind of cover everything back up, and we'll keep going with discussion. So we were yeah. talking about dragons when your mic cut out. Yes. And we were surprised that um, all the two of the dragons made it through this episode. Yeah. And that's when I asked you, uh, <laughs> who do you, what, what do you, you think is going to suffer more? Sta- or do you think there will be more stab wounds in against Drogon in this episode by Whites or <laughs> by various characters in Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood <laughs> that incorporates the Manson murders? And you said Drogon. I, I, yeah. I think it has to be Drogon just because he got stabbed a lot. <laughs> there a lot of whites. I mean, I know, I know. That there's gonna be a lot of stabbings in that, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll come back to this when that movie comes out. Um, another thing we talked about was how we kind of wanted to see a one-on-one of John versus the Night King, but yeah, it would not have necessarily worked in that situation since there were since maybe that would have been a plot hole. Like, well, why didn't the Night King just? Why would he go one-on-one against John? Why would he risk that? Why wouldn't would, he just raise up all the dead? And I mean, that's that. what I was expecting to happen when he like ran up behind him and then Night King turns around. I was like, oh man. Yeah, I, they were I kind mean, of building up to a, a, a I, one-on-one. I, I would have been okay with it, even though it would have been kind of fan servicey. Yeah, it would have been cool if they figured out a way to do it. But I yeah. like, I'm not heartbroken that it didn't happen. Yeah. We whatever. also briefly discussed uh, the Night King being impervious to the the dragon fire. We thought was not super surprising no i thought i thought that was pretty obvious like, yeah there's no way they're gonna like, kill the like, ice that's the, that's the, not that's how it's ice king like from adventure time ice um, king. there's no way they're gonna kill the night king by fucking dragon fire yeah that'd be stupid <laughs> you couldn't kill me with dragon fire yeah I feel like I could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, not if Kyburn's at my side. He'd figure out something. Sure. Cersei's I mean, going to be dragon proof. I don't know. Kyburn's not going to be, though. Like yeah, we Kyburn's said in predictions. Dead. He's dead. He's going to get. He's totally going to get just roasted yeah. by dragons. Uh, other things we talked about. We talked about a little bit of the Davos um, Melisandre. I'm. Melisandre. Melisandre. I almost said Melisande. I'm like, that's two characters put into one. (laughs) 
Melisandre. They we have talked very about similar names. The Red Woman, what we could say. The Old um, Woman. We were talking about maybe did Davos forgive her maybe in the final seconds of when she died because he obviously was going after the killer again and then she kind of walks out um and we talked about how um at least i i was thinking like you know she redeemed herself in this episode and that she was a, a flawed character who did her best and and to do what she thought was right mm-hmm. and then we said that's all you really can do in life and it got really deep. And it was I so emote. Holden started crying. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it again. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I think da- it just, I think beyond anything, it just wouldn't fit Davos. Davos's yeah, character it, at this it point. It didn't fit the episode for him to just go up and just yeah, shank like, her in the back. It doesn't, <laughs> he's not the kind of guy to just go kill someone with, I mean, I mean, he probably he definitely would have, in previous seasons, just killed her because he hated her. But well, who for did good it? reason, Shireen, man, Shireen, yeah, still sad. Roaster, literally. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she did. Boom, roasted. She kind of made up for it a little bit. I don't know if you can ever really make up for it, but she did Burning her best. Burning a kid alive is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, right, Theon. Look at that. We had two people burn kids alive who died in this episode. Wow. Can't say that every day. <laughs> no, you, re- you really can't. And they both kind of redeemed themselves. Wow. So, wow. There you go. I think, I think if you really burn a kid alive, you could redeem yourself too in if, jail. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you know, you sacrifice yourself for a, a psychic the, boy in a wheelchair <laughs> <laughs> against the Night King, sacrifice yourself for Professor X. Uh, let's see. Anything else we want to touch on before this episode? We talked a little mm. bit about the the Wonner shot with oh, Jon Snow. Oh, the Wonner shot. I don't know if we talked about that before the art. Your microphone went out, but I'll just briefly mention it. You can edit it out if it's not. But I thought nope. I, you have to listen to it again. Sure, I audience. The, if you made it this far, too bad. You're gonna get punished. I thought the that's Wonner, how it works here <laughs> in that one movie podcast. I thought the Wonner shot was really reminiscent of uh, like Daredevil. Um. The way that they do their wonder shots on that. Okay, yeah. The way it's filmed. It was pretty cool. Arya killed the Night King. Let's go back to that for a second here because... um backtrack. In the inside the, sh- inside the episode, D&D said that they knew this was going to happen for three years. Yeah. Thoughts on that? that. Interesting. Like, uh, that it wasn't going to be John and... I feel... Well... I don't know. I guess I don't necessarily know why they picked Arya that far in advance, but I feel like they just didn't want it to be John because that would have been too obvious. Yeah. Or or Danny. Yeah. Um I thought it was cool. How did we not see it coming? We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I I thought it was good. She totally used Rey's move from the last Jedi. You know oh what I'm yeah, that's about? right. That's yeah. the same move. I'm like, I, she's been watching the I, Last Jedi. I, I, I knew I had she's seen a that Ryan before. Johnson fan. She liked the movie. Yeah, <laughs> as did we. <laughs> yep, we did. Fight us, internet, if you're listening. Um, yeah, I, I thought, yeah, I thought that move was cool. Yeah, I was. I thought. Did you think she was gonna die? <laughs> yeah, I thought she was gonna die. I thought he was just gonna crush her like an ice cube mm-hmm. or. I don't know if you crush ice cubes, but Not like really. freezer and then crusher, like you would think of. 
like the image that comes to your mind when people get frozen and crushed, even though it doesn't happen in real life. Happens in the movies a lot. Happens to me. Happens. It happens to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to an at some point. Uh, yeah. That was a cool move. They took out the Night King, man. They Good did for it. them. They did it. Pretty sure we said that already. I th- I know we did, but I'm still like so happy about it. <laughs> I've never wanted a fictional character to die more than now. Even Bran. <laughs> Even I, I still want Bran to die more. <laughs> oh, I didn't want the to die. That's true. Wait, can kind we of. say that? Oh, I'll just bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I did it this time, Holden. No, no, you're not the only one. <laughs> oh well. So that long bleeped out spoiler. That was me. Usually it's Holden. So what did you think? Overall thoughts of the episode. Wrap it up here. Um, thought it was good. Twenty minutes in. <laughs> afterwards after after well yeah afterwards i thought it was really really good um i i mean i want to go back and rewatch it on a on a nicer uh, screen i guess but um, i'm totally rewatching this episode sometime this week yeah um yeah very good episode i don't know if i liked it more than battle of the bastards or not but what would you give this out of a 10 point scale i'll give it a mm, bergeron <laughs> <laughs> a Bergeron? <laughs> what the heck? Uh, uh, Jimmy, I don't know how this works. A ten-point scale? <laughs> no, I don't. I can't. Count you just to 10. did it for Endgame. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll give it a eight point nine. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want to give it as good as Endgame. No, I don't. What is your? Oh, we'll get into that later. I'll give this a. Uh, uh, what the heck? A ten out of ten, huh? A nine point nine out of ten because some of it was too dark. And that's what IMDb it has it at. There we go. I'm basically IMDb. Yeah. All right, Holden. Wow, we did it. We got through those two reviews, our two biggest reviews ever. Actually, yeah, of probably. all time. Yeah, they were they were pretty big. One day, people will look back and say, "This was it." When this they was, did this the most really substantial thing to happen this past week was this, were these reviews, <laughs> <laughs> not the oh, actual movies fuck. themselves. And uh, without further ado, Holden, we have one review left. It may be the most important of all. Oh, yeah. It is the M and M's bar. I think I need another bite. All right. To confirm. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna get another chocolate stain on the chair. <laughs> Hold on. All right. Keeping all this in. Oh, oh, wow. Real big, real big piece there. All right. So this is, it's got, it's got mini mini M&Ms and the, uh, like the Chris in them that you get in a crunch bar. Crunch bar. It's pretty good. I like it quite a bit, actually. I think it's better than a crunch bar. But I'm also not a big crunch bar fan, so. I think it depends. I like the milkiness of the chocolate here. Yeah. It's very smooth. I think we need to talk about something else, too. Mini M&M's are so much better than regular M&M's. I agree. What do they put in that shit? <laughs> I don't it's know. It's like crack. Because I know what crack is like. And by God, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm gonna give this uh, this review. Uh, this is a really good chocolate bar. Yeah, I'd have solid. another one of these, mm. even Too though I've never seen mine. it. I'm gonna take yours. No, <laughs> I think I'll eat it now. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give that that candy bar broke off. Yeah, same here. There we go. Uh, Holden, besides eating candy bars, what are you doing? Well, I went home this weekend. Oh, I decided, you know, it was that time of the month to let you out of the closet, (laughs) see your family. Even though you did did it last week, too. Yeah, well, you know, they start asking too many questions. You don't want the cops. That's fair. I went went back home, and I uh, saw a musical called Something Rotten. Even though it was playing here. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, my parents paid for my ticket back home, all right? Yeah. Um... So I, I went and saw it. It was pretty good. I didn't really know what to expect, but it's like about these guys who um, write a musical in order to com- like write the very first musical in order to compete with Shakespeare, and it's pretty funny. It's very it's very self-referential, and it like references a lot of other different musicals, which me as a average avid theater average. person, <laughs> average theater person, <laughs> really appreciated. Uh, it was a, it was very funny though. Um, and beyond that, I. S- I've been watching, I don't remember if I talked about this last week, but I've been watching Big Little Lies. You did bring it up. Okay. It's very good. I, like, I'm like. i on the finale. I have like one episode left. How it's many so episodes? Good. There's seven episodes. Oh, so it's just a miniseries? Uh, there, it was, but they have a second season coming out, I guess. Okay. So, But it's, it's very, very good. Um, beyond that... No, not okay. Really well, before you finish, you saw Endgame two oh, more times yeah. without spoiling it. What were your thoughts the second time or in third time? I there. Okay, I think Endgame is still really entertaining on subsequent viewings. I think the slower parts are less entertaining, but I think the f- the more exciting parts are more entertaining. I so can, it kind of balances it out. Um, Infinity War, Endgame. Uh oh, which do I like more? Yeah. Um, I've gotten to the point. Last time I watched en- Infinity War, which was the seventh time, <laughs> <laughs> I it's not quite. I don't quite like it as much as I used to. I'm. But what if you watch Endgame four more times? That's true. Um, which would you rather watch for an eighth time? <laughs> is what I'm asking. Probably Infinity War. I think I like Infinity War too. Better. Um, yeah, I think I think Infinity War is just like just, overall, it's better. It's it's just like, it's just snap. It's just snappier. It, it, you stuff know? is the, happening it's all just the time. Not, it's not that Endgame is bad by any means. No. It's just Endgame is weightier. So it's like, it's like, yeah. would you rather watch you know Back to the Future or Schindler's List? It's like I'd probably watch Back <laughs> yeah, to the Future, yeah. but you know Schindler's List is still a really good movie. <laughs> Maybe even a better movie. So it's like I think, and I I think also. Uh, I, this doesn't really spoil anything about Endgame, but I think I think Thanos is just better in Infinity War, and I really he like wa- I like he watching is. him in Infinity War yeah. a lot. And I, I heard one person, I, someone on the internet was like, "Infinity War is Thanos's movie, Endgame mm-hmm. is the Avengers movie." Yeah, and I think true. I just I love myself a good villain. Yeah, um, he's a good he's a good in he's a good in. And so that's I think I like Infinity more. And I have I have just, a yeah. I have an, inc- an inconsistency I found that I'll have to talk to you about after the podcast because it's like a spoiler. Okay, sounds good. What have I been doing this week? What have I been doing, Alden? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what <laughs> I've been. Do- I haven't been doing a lot. Just watching, listening to stuff, preparing for Game of Thrones. So 
Pretty sure I haven't done anything besides that. Oh, I watched Thor Ragnarok. That's oh, yeah. what I did. I watched that the night before we went to the Infinity or the Endgame premiere. I quite liked Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Probably not as much as a lot of people did. Um, you know, I Thor was always like my least favorite yeah. and like the Hulk. But boy, I've come around on the MCU and those two characters, yeah. especially. They've really over improved the last both of them. Ever, it's like post like Civil War on maybe even like winter soldier on like i started to buy into the mcu before that i was like anti mcu i thought it was like <laughs> i thought it was ruining movies and all this i'm a convert man Jeez. thor ragnarok it's a pretty good time i don't think the villain's that great no but i uh, agree but i mean if people like her good for them but uh i think the cgi in the movie is not great either but mm-hmm. won't get into an in-depth thor ragnarok review but totally excited for uh thor 4 and uh other movies that thor might be in <laughs> without <Yeah>. saying anything <laughs> or not be in yeah because he could be dead he's definitely we dead. don't know he died in, in endgame maybe or he uh, lived that will wrap it up for this week's podcast it's all downhill from here yeah it really is so i like this was you, a big episode <laughs> so if you if you quit listening there's um, literally never going to be a bigger movie than this. <laughs> a bigger week. We literally had the most hyped episode of, or hyped episode of Game of Thrones and the most hyped movie in years come out the same week. So that's what that's our what a time to be alive segment yeah. for this week was just literally living. Oh, I forgot to mention during Tom's quick extra Tom. Uh, Santa Over Clary, Tom. San- <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Santa Clarita Diet was canceled at Netflix. Diet, diet. I don't. I didn't say that right. Santa Clarita Diet was canceled at Netflix. Do you like that show, Holden? I do like it. That's a it's, that's a broke off for me. <laughs> I like Holden. Holden's not happy. Oh, I, it's a it's a Bergeron. It's it's a very creative take on zombies, and it's like a comedy. It's really funny. I liked it, and it's got it's got some talented actors in it. Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant are very talented people. And now it's gone. Now it's gone. So, as I was saying, before you rudely ended interrupted on a me, what? Before you rudely interrupted me, that will ra- that will wrap it up for this week's episode. Yeah, now we're done. Uh, go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, uh, give us some money on Patreon, all of your money. Yeah, it's, feel you know, free. If you want to deposit your whole checking account in there, you know, it's, we're, we're okay with that. Yeah, if you want to check in a buck a month to help us out. Help us pay to see these movies. Keep us going. Or two hundred bucks a month, or right two, or fifteen thousand bucks a month, yeah. and you can be the new co-host of this, yeah, and I wouldn't have to do any of the work anymore. Yeah, Jimmy would be kicked out, and I'd be gone. It could be you. Um, so you can do that if you'd like. Otherwise, go to YouTube, subscribe to us there, uh, subscribe to us on uh, podcast on podcast on <laughs> iTunes and Spotify for more podcasts. We'd greatly appreciate that. We appreciate yeah. you listening to this. We love you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed watching uh, Game of Thrones and, and Endgame and Endgame this week. As we know much you've as seen we Endgame. Did. We know you have. Everyone out there has seen Endgame. One point two billion dollars. That's more than we made this week. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, yeah, that'll wrap it up this week. We'll talk to you next time. Love you. Pokemon. 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 Pokemon.